Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode here at Hack Your Finances Podcast. I'm your host, Clyde Stackhouse, where we talk all things faith and finances, but with a fresh and brand new perspective, helping encourage you and challenge you in your financial journey. And uh, today, I'm excited. We have a super awesome guest. He's a close friend of mine, uh, Casey Real. He is on the show. Um, super pumped to chat. He is, man, we've done so much together. We have pastored together. We helped launch a church together. Um, you've ran your own personal fitness company for darn near a decade. You work for a men's health startup. You're a short-term uh, real estate investor. Uh, so I don't know what you don't do. Um, just a, a serial entrepreneur, so to speak. Um, but bro, super excited to, to have you on the show and really dive into a topic that I think is going to serve a lot of people. Um, I think it's going to challenge some people that are listening. I know it's uh, it's a challenging topic that's been on my heart and mind, um, and even just some of the stuff that we've chatted about. Um, and so in this episode, we're really going to be diving into a conversation around the dangers of dreaming big. Um, I believe that uh, when God is part of the equation, um, it's our call and it's our mandate um, to dream big. And, uh, the God we serve is a big God. And when God moves, he moves big. Uh, that's who he is. And, uh, so bro, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to chat more about this topic, uh, as we dive in. And so, bro, what I, I my first question, you're like, what do you think of when you think of dreaming big? Like when faith's yeah. in the equation? Well, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm honored to be here. And for anybody that's listening, uh, you know, Clyde and I go way back and I'm just, uh, honestly, man, I'm, I'm super proud of you. And this is, uh, this is in seed form currently. And it's just awesome to see you walking out what dreaming big looks about looks like. And so for me to be able to be do the living and doing this, um, subject and talking through this subject with you is truly an honor because I'm watching you do it and I'm getting to be a part of it, which actually for me is like this odd, really fulfilling thing for me. So, um, so like dreaming big and and all of that, I'm excited to talk about it too. And um, really just to kind of like frame the question and, and all that that you're asking, you know, I think how we look at God and how we look at what he's done in our life and the way in which we look into the future is one that it, it comes with faith. And mm-hmm. it, the same thing happens um, as we're dreaming big as we can only do it with the faith that we're filled up with. And so as we, you know, look into the future, as we're dreaming big, I think that there's a lot of different nuances and pieces that we have to think through, but really, as you mentioned, like it can be very intimidating, scary, Mm. vulnerable. And I think when I think about dreaming big, that's the, the main piece that I like personally wrestle with and think about is like, ideas are awesome. Execution is fantastic. And, uh, like the, the idea of dreaming big is like very easily accessible. The execution of dreaming big and working yourself backwards into building this vision for your life and for what God's called you to do and living it out while still dreaming big. That's where it's like, how do we how do we blend the two how do we how do we how do we get that level of concrete mix to solidify into something that's like tangible and practical mm. dude i i stink and love that there's something so powerful about that like dreaming big plus action actually leads to like the outcome that mm-hmm. we're attached to 
What, um, dude, I'll, sh- I, I don't know if I'm it's, the best at this. It's your, you know, it's your favorite, it's your favorite verse, bro. <laughs> What's my favorite works. <laughs> hey, yo. And dude, I think, um, you know, that, that I'd love to hear your thoughts on like how to get people started, um, mm. in the, in that journey of like, they have big dreams. They have things that they, 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 you know, have a passion for. Um, and how do they get, I think, yeah, the question is like, how do you get going? Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like I'm just in the beginning. Well, sort of just in the beginning of my journey. This has been a six-year launch of like our previous name of our company, debt to dollar, to hack your finances, to different iterations. Um, but yeah, what, how, what what's one of the things that like you think helps people start diving into that? Yeah. So to kind of unpack that, like as you mentioned, you know, personal training background in health and coaching and all of that, there are actually, you know, scientific studies that show that if you're desiring to make mental change, it actually is the grounds for creating mental change is through physical change. That's why, mm. you know, you and I typically work out in the morning, not always together, but occasionally. And there's something about when you do something physical, the way that it taps into your system, and this is also, I'm speaking in layman's terms, but even scientifically, there is that correlation and connection. And so when it comes to dreaming big, it is getting a vision and it is like getting yourself into an open space of thought without interruption to be able to even begin to think and dream Mm. what this could be beyond just an idea. Because you know, you can think of a single idea at any moment of the day, but to have a, a idea that cascades into more grandiose, specific, big things, that actually is going to take time and space. And then to actually, like you talked about, apply it and begin to take action on it, it actually is going to take doing something physical. So really, for me, when it comes to dreaming big, a lot of times it starts with actually physically writing down the vision. Um, and I think that's biblical, right? Make yep. it plain, you know? And so I, I find that when I first go to write it down, though, it's not very plain. It's typically pretty all over the place. But I, I do think that that is the actual like nuts and bolts of it is a lot of times it's getting into this state of like deep work, um, which is another subject for another day. But our focus um, is, isn't necessarily that we spent time or that we spent, um, it's actually the progress, right? So mm. making progress on a written vision is what actually gives you confidence to begin to take an action outside of just writing it down. So, okay, so I wrote all this down. What steps do I now need to take? And I mean, feel free to share like, I'm imagining that through all the iterations of Hack Your Finances, where we are here today, like that was a bit of a discovery process through imperfect action. Oh, yeah, bro. I would say that was like the epitome of what we experienced. And I think that that's like the, it, it's fun. It's discouraging, but like really fun and exciting. Um, in the dreaming process, you go like, oh, in my mind's eye, in my spirit, I see a thing. Um, and so at the time it was just like, oh, we just need to help people like create a budget or do something like that. 
Um, because that's like those conversations that we were having and we were like, oh, but there's an opportunity. And like, people are like, can, can you, we pay you to coach us in our finances? And I'm like, no, it was like, let's sit down. Like, let's just chat about it. Um, but then like, it was like that step after that step after that step. And then starting to rain down, I'm going like, man, there's something here. Um, and so I can go through my Google drive and pull up documents and PDFs that we made and like so many different things, but it was an iterative process. Um, but it, it was in that action. I, th- I love what you said. It's the action of like writing it down. That was actually like reps or like even making votes of like, I'm building hack your finances. I'm building hack your finances, um, by actually putting in like action attached to the thing that we were believing for. Um, and I think I'll equally share, it was like the lack of action that actually like created seasons where we like totally just took our foot off the gas or even just like second guess the vision. Um, because I stopped voting for the thing that I believed I was. Um, and like, even just from like an identity perspective where it's like, well, I'm not a guy, like I don't build businesses. I don't do that. Like I'm, I'm just a pastor was like a whole season where I'm like, I'm just a pastor. I'm not going to do business. I'm just a pastor. Um, and it was in the action. It was in the midst of like having vision, things written down of like what I believed for, but then turning it in and going, I don't, I don't think this is for me. Um, which just uh, honestly created like a, a lot of like pain and heartache in the journey of building, um, until we like, you know, picked it back up and, uh, started saying yes, started, started gearing up. And so, and here we are, you know, yeah, hack your finances podcast. So yeah, man, there's so much gold in what you just said. And I think the, the, the like pressing pause unintentionally has this uh, psychological impact on the vision, so to speak. It's like we have, it's like we've forgotten it and, but we know that it's there or that it's always, it'll always be there, Mm. but it, it, that's just not quite how it works. And I think there's a beautiful piece that you're, you're talking about through the discovery of what it looks like to continue to like get back up because a, a believer's life isn't defined by the amount of times that they get knocked down. It, I mean, Jesus resurrected and we are defined by our getting up. And so while we may lay down our gifts, while we may lay down the execution when we face a hard time or we face insecurity, we face doubt because we will, it, when we face embarrassment, dude, if we can learn to just not be embarrassed, vision will, dreaming big will be possible, you know, not impossible. It's like there's, all things will become because we won't lack the embarrassment. It's like, so anyways, it's, it's our getting up out of those things, um, which is actually the piece that I think we actually, when we're an audience, that's what we resonate with that. We don't, we Mm. don't resonate when we're, when we're spectating someone's life or a movie or a book, it's the triumph because of the trial. That is what is, the part that resonates and we feel it like deep down in us that like I'm capable of that. And it stirs this thing. And it's like, when we think about it with us and God and a piece of paper, we diminish it, but actually it's our getting up to move towards the things that he's placed in us that 
really begins to un- unlock the keys to the kingdom that he's actually put in our hands. So yeah, no, bro, I uh, I hundred percent agree, and I think for for me, I think a lot about um, like you you say like the keys of the kingdom are in our hands, but I think that like we can really only live that way um, when we actually have like the right framing of like perspective of God, and so it's so interesting like when we read the Bible we read about a God who's a big God. Um, but when you talk with believers, uh, the average believer, it doesn't sound like he's a big God, especially when you talk to them about their dreams and the things that they believe for while they're here on planet earth. Like most Christians that I talk to, I'm like, are you just, your, your goal survival mode? Like the, I, the God that I serve, like he's not a God to survive. He's a God that thrives. Um, and so I think when it comes to dreaming, whether it's business, whether it's church, whether it's our family, whether it's like breaking, uh, like, you know, generational curses, like insert the thing there. I'm going like, man, I think that like, there's almost needs to be a call of like return of the faith. Like, how do we stir up people to go like, believe again, dream again. Like there is purpose inside the things that God is trying to put in your heart. And I think that we've like relegated it to another generation or generation of old, or I think in other instances of just like actually just picked up bad theology that is just like uh, my, my jobs to be, it's, it's poverty gospel. It's like my jobs to be meek. It's my, my jobs to like not do a whole lot. And I'm like, dude, God moves in our moving and God moves through people. And I'm like, I, I want to see not a generation. I want to see a, a believer. I don't care what age you are. Um, begin to to grab a hold of the thing that that God has for you and recognize that it is supposed to be big, even if the big is being a really really great dad or being a really really great mom. Like that moment in your life is big. It's important. And the business we're building, it's big. It's important. The lives that we're going to touch, and um, I just think that that's so important. But that only comes, I think, through um, our relationship with God. I think it only comes through like a biblical framework of, of understanding who, who God was, who God is and who God will be, um, in our lives. And so, um, dude, I, I think it's a journey. Um, and it's, it, it constantly feels like two steps forward, one step back. Um, and so bro, I'd love to hear like, dude, we've dreamed together a lot over the years. Like we've, We've dreamed church. Uh, we've dreamed of doing a separate. We've done a dreamed of doing a podcast together. We've we've dreamed a lot. Um, and so, dude, I love to hear like maybe what's burn what's burning in you. What's the what's the fire that doesn't seem to go out in your in your faith faith like vision? Loaded question. Um, <laughs> and I think that goes into the you know the the piece about like vulnerability and and dreaming and all of that. So um, yeah, I, you know, for me. I appreciate like the the ability to kind of unpack some of it because I do think you and I were talking about this earlier, but we don't do life alone. You know, it's kind of a common expression, you know, in in church and, you know, believers and all of that. Um, But the legitimacy behind it and the reason why it's become a common expression is the truth in it. And the truth is, if I don't have you to help sharpen me, I therefore become a dull piece of a, like, you know, person. Whereas you sharpening me will actually allow me to bring to fruition that which I'm dreaming of. And so to share, to share some of like what's burning in me is really a desire to see families 
build a healthy life, like in its simplest form. And I didn't categorize it as their physical health is good. I'm not categorizing it as their spiritual health is good. Their, uh, you know, their uh, relationship with their in-laws is uh, formal and there's nothing bad happening. Like there is a healthy life that's being built upon families that have Christ at the center. Because our goal isn't to be called believers or to be called Christians. Our goal is to be Christ-like. And as Christ lived here on the earth, he built healthy things. He built healthy relationships. He built a healthy perspective in people. He healed people. He impacted people. He lived out his own purpose. He had fulfillment in all that he did. Um, And I think for us, where Andrea and I feel that we have um, gifting, not only gifting, but anointing, is that like healthy family. Do we have things to work on? Yes. But do people come to us with things that we actually feel equipped to be able to give wisdom and things like that? Like dreaming big for us is how do we begin to utilize that to serve the kingdom in a way that's bigger than just um, how we've always done it, but also as small as how we've always done it. Like, I, I think that, like, I don't ever want to lose that piece where people are coming to us because they feel trusted and safe and they want our wisdom. And I think that's probably the same for you, even in Hack Your Finances. Like, as you mentioned, like, people have been coming to you for years of, like, will you help us budget and things like that? And, like, it's going to look different. Like, you know, us building a healthy family, if we're, you know, leading something, you know, and it's, you know, call it hundreds or thousands of couples or, you know, whatever that looks like, it, us, get, people getting time on our calendar to come over and for us to like counsel them, it, that's not going to be what happens. But I do want it to have that like mix and blend of they feel that mm. when they're connecting with us, um, where they feel like they're the only person in the room. And I think that's maybe it with hack, hack Your Finances that if this is impacting churches and people and all that amazing when someone interacts with you they should feel that it it's impacting them specifically dude i love that there's two two things that you said in there that i was like yo i hope our listeners grab a hold of that one when you talked about like the big vision you said um i want it to be that way in like the big but also in the small ways Mm -hmm. and like man what a word like if you want to do something like you never graduate from doing it in at home like mm-hmm. i'm like and i th- when i think about you guys i, I think and love like that what you're saying on that topic because i literally go like that's so you guys like it is you to a t where i'm like if people could experience the reels the real reels um like dude it's the most it's life-giving it's the it's like, like you said like it's like being seen and it's so stinking um i i think i love that and it's but it happens in in both in, in the macro and in the in the micro um and i think for for us like for our finances like i think that's actually where people lose credibility if i'm actually being honest is that people have a lot of voice a lot of things to say from a megaphone but their personal lives don't match it and so like it actually I, for me there's like content creators or people i listen to i'm like this feels tone deaf because it lacks conviction because i go like it's the guy talking about budgeting but i'm like 
I don't know if you run a budget, you know, like it's, it's like that where it's like, uh, the controversial, it's the personal trainer that looks grossly out of shape. You're like, what this doesn't, this doesn't add, this doesn't add up to me. Um, right. or, you know, the, the person that, uh, is running 17 businesses, but then like trying to talk about like work-life balance and you're like, you don't even have enough hours in the day to, 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 to tell me more. Like, how is that possible? And like, that's a whole, whole other topic. Um, and so, bro, I think that's, that's so stinking powerful. Um, and I think the other thing that I wanted to like double highlighter for our listeners is I think, um, and I talk a little bit about this in our vision podcast, but I think a lot of people are searching for their why and their what. Um, and so they're going, I want to dream big, but I don't know what to dream big about. Um, and I think that like what you said in there is like, it resonates in you guys over time and like it's been the consistency consistent thing of like how you've served and brought value to people um and the lives around you and so i think um it's so powerful to be able to to do that and like find that thing um and sometimes you find the thing by actually just like looking behind you and going like what's the common thread that god has like touched on my life um because that's the uniqueness that I think for our like people that want to build businesses that are impacting lives, like your personal thread is going to be the reason why like your brand or your company should exist. I'm going to go on a small tangent here, but like for me, people go all the time. They're like, Oh, hack your finances. Like, so you're like Dave Ramsey. And I'm like, no, I'm not Dave Ramsey. My goal isn't to be Dave Ramsey because I have a completely different perspective than him. And it's, it's the way I was raised. It was the things that I've experienced. It's the convictions that I have in my heart that I go like, this is why we're not just like building another like platform to educate people on finances. Um, because Dave, he's all about behavior modification. And I'm going, before we talk about behavior, we have to talk about beliefs. Like I found believers, they don't need another budgeting app app they need a new behavior modification and that comes from our belief system that that actually starts with what we believe about god what we believe about the word um and so until we get that resolved crunching numbers on a spreadsheet is actually irrelevant because it's probably not it might not it's probably not submitted to god if, it, if we don't have the right theological framework it's it's not going to be submitted to him it's not to his well his ways and then we're trying to figure out why we can't get our finances in order and it's like you're actually arm wrestling the fundamental like foundational pieces that god wrote in the like in the world like principles that do not change like gravity you're fighting it in your finances because just got in a part of it um and so anyways little tangent there um but i think it's so important of like the things that we bring to the table because they're so unique um because of our experiences and and i'm excited to see you guys not start to live that out but continue to live that out um because you've done it with us and so many other people um, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the passion actually out, out of you. I think like if your listeners can hear something out of that, uh, there's so much uh, gold in watching someone get lit up about something that they're passionate about that actually is the deeper thing. Any little kid can get passionate about not getting something that they want, but it a mature man will have like Jesus flipped tables. Jesus called his disciples out when they were sleeping, when he was by himself, like a mature man will have that vigor on the inside of him for the deeper things that should make its way to the surface at times. And I think if people were to listen to your course, they're going to notice that the first hack is going to be their mind. The first thing that they're going to have to overcome is the way that they view money. 
because it is a tool and the the world that our our god created is one that everything is actually accessible to us and i think when we begin to frame it in the sense of with that biblical foundation we don't have to feel that there's only one tree that we can't eat from but there's an abundance of trees in the garden for us to be able to there's enough for you there's enough for you there's enough for me and that we do not need to limit it to just seeing it one certain way but actually there's a full bountiful opportunity for us to make so much impact through what he's he's gifted us with dude amen i think um that word impact is uh one that definitely resonates in me um i honestly think it actually resonates in humanity um i think that's why like a lot of times we ask like well, what do we aspire to do um doing is impact um i think we've missed the, the who we're called to be um which i think is the driver to that conversation, but we all ask the question, what am I supposed to do? Um, and I think it's because we desire to make an impact. Like we want to, we want to die and go like, that was worth something. Like there was a reason why I had breath on planet earth. And I'm going like, it's to impact it's, it's to serve and to make an, an impact in the lives that are around us. And I think, you know, when it comes to this topic of big faith, um, for people that are business owners, entrepreneurs, people that, um, moms, dads, like you're wherever you're at, but even when we talk about finances, like I think that um, it's so important that we grab a hold of like that big faith inside of us and and like our willingness to to arm wrestle ourselves in that journey. Because I'm thinking about that word impact. Like I'm posing the question. I would pose the question like um, maybe rhetorically, but I'm like, how many businesses, how many nonprofits, how many relationships haven't been started like how many things are just waiting on the start starting line because we've been wrapped up in fear or because we've been scared of like the thing and i'm going like man like how do we unleash this in people to go like there's an impact to your finances like how many like not like how many churches haven't been able to get into a building or launch a third or fourth or fifth campus because somebody's like storing up and i'm going like yo money's meant to be moved Money's meant to have purpose and like no one cares about the extra zero. We care about impact. And that, I think that's one of the things that like I'm excited to, to dive into and I, I like and help unravel in people's lives um, in the long term. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like how do you, how do you think we get people to, to mobilize um, when it comes to big faith and when it comes to our finances? Yeah. So you, you say money's meant to move. I think of the term currency. I'm sure this is a common thread within, you know, financial literacy, but it's a current is a moving system. Uh, and we think of it in water. And to be honest, when God created everything, water was one of the very first things that he created. And so there is a movement to life that has flow and our money should also have flow. And if our lives have flow, what comes out of us. So whatever we get will have flow. So when it comes to big faith, the currency of heaven is faith. And so if we are to actually make impact through our finances, it comes with the faith that we have the gift, that we are the gift. It's not that we have 
the, the thing to do. We are the gift. And by us being a gift to someone that creates this habitual flow in our life, therefore, cool, I got money. I know how to, I know how to use it because I'm already practicing it with who I am. Therefore, this extension of me follows suit. So, man, what a, what a word. I, I hope there's somebody that hears that and they confront the following statement. I am a gift to the people around me. Mm. Like, dude, the, like the finances I have are, are meant to be a gift to the people around us. And I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to like lean in here for, but like, I think that sometimes people don't realize like the power of presence, the power of like being there. Um, and you are a gift, like for believers that are listening to this, like you're a gift to your workplace. You are called to be a light. You're called to be the joy. You're called, like you are a gift to, to that. You're a gift to the friend group that you're a part of. And, and if you don't feel it, embrace it. Like you're, you, you, you are the one, you're the one that's supposed to like be the life giving. You're the one that's supposed to be the encourager. You're the one that's supposed to smile every day, even when you don't want to, uh, cause we've got the joy of the Lord and it's our strength. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to encourage somebody. Um, and if that was you and you have my phone number, text me, um, or case, cause it actually came from him. Um, but I think that's so important and so powerful. So dude, pastor Jurgen has this, uh, uh, clip about the joy of the Lord being your strength. And he's like, we don't often think of the Lord having joy. We think of him sending Gabriel to go, you know, do the, it is like, he does the whole theatric and it's so great. But when we think about like the joy of the Lord, we have to think about what is pleasing to the Lord, what is pleasing to God. And if we're living a life that we know by just literally spending time with him, like God can have everything, but he, all he really wants is our heart. And if we give our heart to him on a, like, literally keep it foundational daily basis, we're picking up our cross, then we're available for him to use. You become the gift because that's what is going to bring him joy. And I think there's a, I think what you're doing, encouraging the listener, it it's reminding each one of us that we don't have to live underneath the lid that we've put ourselves under through whatever label. Um, but we actually just need to rise into the person that God's called us to be by just being available and being, being close to him. Dude. Amen. Well, I think on that note, I'm just going to say, man, thank you, Casey, so much for being on today's podcast. And uh, I really hope this brought some value to our, our listeners. Um, how can people find you? You know, they want to learn more about you um, and the impact you're making and what you're doing. What's the best way for people to, to connect with you? Yeah. So my number is, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, at Casey Real Deal uh, on Instagram. All, all of the, I try to do it on all the socials so that way you can find me easily. Um, that's, that's one of the best ways to do it and happy to uh, connect with whoever. So, well, yeah, man, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening in. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.